Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the REI Network podcast. I have another amazing guest. I'm going to introduce him here in just a second. Just before we get going, I just want to give you a little free giveaway. If you haven't already, go to reinetwork.com slash lead sheet, reinetwork.com slash lead sheet. This is something when I started in the business that I relied on a lot. It's great for notes, okay, uh, to, to keep organized. And then you can actually take pictures and send it to your virtual assistant or your assistant to update the CRM. So go and grab that completely free. So check it out. All right. Thank you. So now I'm going to bring him over. I have an awesome, like I said, guest and uh, I, you know, thank him for coming on and joining. He's going to bring massive, massive value today. So here he is, Greg Helbeck. How are you, bud? Dude, honored to be a guest on your show, man. I could talk to you for hours as we've done a few times now on, on, in Tulum and, and things like that. I appreciate your friendship and getting to know you over the last year. Absolutely. Likewise. Um, you know, it's been amazing. And obviously, I've been doing a lot of episodes on my own, right? Uh, just teaching and trying to give content. And I was like, you know what? It's guest time. And we talked about that in Tulum. And, uh, you know, I said, hey, I've been on your show as well. You know, I, I want to get you on. And I know you got a lot of value. One of the big things, because there's so much on these shows, Greg, like, there's so much value that you can bring. And it's like, hmm, what do I want the listeners to know? Like, how can I bring out kind of one or two key points for yeah. us to talk about. And I think one that springs to mind immediately is kind of big deals, right? Big yeah. margins, stop focusing. We all teach about volume. It's cool to do 10 deals a month and all that. Like, what about actually looking at profit, right? What about yeah. forget 10 deals? If 10 deals is going to bring in 100 grand, why not just do one 100 grand, right? Or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I know you do big deals, right? We do some in Alabama. It's been a game changer. In Birmingham, Alabama, we just closed two. And I have hoods to prove this, right? Needed. If anyone wants to message me, that we did two $50,000 wholesale fees in Birmingham, Alabama. And I wouldn't see the properties personally, right? Well, the team oh, did that, wow. right? In Birmingham, Alabama. So I know, and you're doing it in higher end markets. And we're going to come to that. But when you think big, it is out there. If you put your mind to it and you're solving problems. So I think it's a great topic because you're doing it. We're going to start there and we're going to jump in something else that I know you've got some tricks up your sleeves that we're going to introduce as we go. So Greg, tell us a little bit about you. I know obviously you're a young guy. I, I, I think it's amazing for what you've achieved at 25, 26. Today's my birthday, 26. No way. You didn't yeah, tell bro. me that. Happy birthday. I, I don't want to be like, it's my birthday. It's kind of like weird, you know? So I just, <laughs> if people bring it up, I just mention it. <laughs> well, guys, if you're watching us, right? Yeah. Wherever you're watching us, when this episode goes out, Give him a happy birthday. Make sure you like and subscribe as well. Bro, I didn't realize. All of a sudden, now I feel terrible. I've got no, you dude, I, dude, I The thing is, the wealthier I get, the more I want to work on my birthday, dude. So like the last three or four years, my net worth has just gone as I work on my birthday. So it's my new tradition. <laughs> so I love doing this stuff, man. Honestly, it's it's like fun. So um, just turned 26 today, actually. So uh, to give you a little backstory uh, for your listeners, I got involved in the business when I was 20. So I was a young kid. I was in college, didn't know what I was wanted to do. I played hockey, failed at that. And I went to a seminar. I'm not kidding. 
on how to double close real estate deals with none of your own money. And I, I remember going to that seminar and I had no clue what I wanted to do. Like I was like, man, I want to be wealthy. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I learned about double closing, which is essentially wholesaling. And they were basically saying like, hey, you can buy and sell a piece of real estate to someone and, and not bring any of your own money to the table. And you know, I was 20. I had like 2000 bucks in the bank. I sound like a seminar story right now. You know, I sound like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, but um, seriously, I was at a seminar and I was like, I can do that. Like, I remember like, it was like a light bulb went off in my head where I was like, I can definitely do that. Like, there's no way that these people can do it and I can't do it. So I remember at that seminar, I made the decision, like I made the decision right there. I was going to be a real estate investor. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I turned around and, and paid $2,000, joined the, the next upsell, which was another seminar. I learned a lot of the mechanics at that event. It was in Yonkers, New York back in 2015, man. Crazy how time flies. And after that last seminar, after the three-day seminar, I went out and started taking action. And that's a key. And I fumbled my way around and, and fell into a deal about a year later, made 5,000 bucks. So I was basically working for free for a year. And I had a little bit of money saved, a couple thousand dollars, and I was living with my parents at the time. So I had no overhead really. Stumbled into a deal. And then uh, from there, I started doing a deal every few months in New York, which is a pretty tough market uh, for newbies. I'm gonna come on that. I wanna, I wanna jump back real quick though to something that's really yeah. important is look at your mindset of 20 years old, right? Fearless. A lot of people now would go to a seminar and they would pick it to pieces and say everything why it's a scam or it wouldn't work or why it, this, this is yeah. you know not realistic yeah. but you did the opposite you did the well if he can do it i can do it if they're doing it and making money then i can definitely do it right which is yeah. huge i think everyone else now that's going into whether it's coaching programs or doing virtual seminars or going or whatever you have to believe in what you're doing else don't go right mm -hmm. just don't go Right, yeah, no, no, you got to yeah. believe that what you're going to do, and then you're going to implement. You're going to take massive action, which is the other thing, right? I think your yeah. mindset has to be there first before you can take action. It's very hard to take action on something that you don't believe in. Oh, so I 100%. think you get the mindset right first. Actually, and, and and that's a perfect way. I was the same when I was in Phoenix. All these people are making money. It's yeah. like, of course I can make money, right? <laughs> so it's the same thing. Yeah. So that's great. I just wanted to point, and because yeah. so many listeners are going to be at that stage. I'm going, yeah, that's me. I bought another course and I just, all I do is go negative to why it's not work. The market's so hot, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The, you know, the market, everyone's buying retail or this, this, this. You know and I know that's not the case, right? So anyway, so now we fast forward. You, you start doing deals in New York State, Oh, right? yeah, dude. That's, uh, that's where I'm from. That's where I'm moving back to right now. And that market is not great for newbies because there's a lot of barriers to entry. There's lawyers. There's huge deposits. You really can't back out of contracts. So I was learning in a tough place and it was good for me because it was almost like running up a tr running uphill the whole time. And then when the race was flat, I already was used to running uphill. So I was able to kind of just you know explode out of the gate. So I did probably like 10 or 15 deals in New York. I was still in college, like no joke, still in college. You know, my parents were like, you got to get your degree. Like you're not allowed to quit. And I was making some like, okay, money. And then what really put me on the map, I guess, I, it's weird for me to even say that, but really what happened was before cold calling and texting got extremely more, I wouldn't say saturated because I'm still buying a lot of houses from that strategy, but before it was common and it was popular, I was basically getting frustrated with the New York sales cycle because it took me so long to close these deals, right? And I was like, man, if I could go into a market where there was no attorneys and I could basically just market to more people because there was like only so many people in my one little county, I said, I bet you I could make more money. And I'm not kidding, Gavin, this is in 2018. So this isn't even that long ago, three years ago. I said, I'm going to try this 
in Dallas, Texas and see what happens. So I committed and I, I had some experience at the time and I had some money saved up too. I said, I'm going to go all into Texas. I'm going to spend four hours a day cold calling, texting, generating leads, making offers. And I started literally spending four hours a day on the phones going virtual, like without really knowing what I was doing. And within about 60 days, I locked up a house. We made $18,000. I partnered with another investor, which is a really good strategy if you're doing virtual deals. And ever since then, you know, from that first deal until like really a couple of years ago when like the momentum stopped a little bit, we were locking up three, four, five houses a month virtually, never seeing them. We were making serious margins, like 20, 30, 40, $50,000. We started closing on properties. We started like rehabbing them and doing all this crazy stuff. Next thing you know, I moved out to California while all this is happening and my life completely changed. Income changed and my lifestyle just all of a sudden after two or three years of really hard work, real estate really started to, to, to work out. So that's kind of like my backstory and how I guess got some momentum. And ever since then, now my primary business, I'm buying like three to four houses a month in uh, New York and we're rehabbing, we're doing rentals, doing wholesales and primarily focusing on either really big profit margin deals or buying really good rental properties that have solid cash flow. Got it. Okay. I'm going to dive into that so yeah because again people go well i do and this is really important people are probably listening going well i do three deals you know and yeah. the, yeah. the difference is is we again what is the profit what are the spreads Dude, right we're, so we're here I to talk right about now, they're big yeah. i mean we got a 40 forty thousand dollar wholesale deal i just did one for seventy thousand dollars a rehab for ninety three thousand dollars like these are big deals like our average wholesale fee is like 30 grand sometimes even more like that's average that's like if we're making thirty thousand dollars on a deal like that's, that's what the standard is. You know, if we're making 20, it's like, eh. Um, and then anything over 30 or 40 grand, I mean, these are big, big spreads. Uh, and our cost per get to get a deal is a little bit higher too. Um, but we're making up for that on margin. But yeah, 30, 40 grand. I mean, that's a really normal profit for us. So we don't need to do a lot of deals to make a lot of money, you know, honestly. Which is great, right? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> if I can do less deals. Less overhead. Yeah, yeah, I don't have that much overhead yeah. you know, compared to some uh, other of our friends. Yeah. Yeah. So marketing, how are you finding these things? What are you doing? Yeah. What's your... So, what's your there's really two, well, 2021, I'll, I'll share the three things that are just crushing it right now. But before I share the third thing, I mean, it was always direct mail and it was going after these stacked lists and really marketing to them from all angles. So before I, and I can get into direct mail because I love, love, love that channel for just because of the, you know, you kind of automate it a lot easier anyway. So really the bread and butter that I was doing to really put me on the map was I was going out, and this is before any list stacker existed. I just heard someone talk about this at like an event one time. Any list that you buy, well now obviously you can put them into these list stackers and you can scrub all the vacants. But I was basically just going out and I was getting a tax delinquent list or any sort of distress list, code violations, whatever. And I was taking that list and I was sticking it through this thing called AccuZip, which is just a, a scrubbing software. And it would tell me all the vacant houses that were already tax delinquent or they were already deceased or whatever the case was. And then I was manually cold calling a lot of the heirs because they were, you know, inherited properties for the most part and the owners were not alive. We we're locking up deals like invisible probate deals from heirs via cold calling and texting. And it was a complete blue ocean. And there was a lot of opportunity there. And it's still a great opportunity. But the reason it worked very well for me at the time is because I had more time than money a couple of years ago. And then once I started doing some deals, I started to realize like it was taking a lot of my time to do these types of deals. The margins were great, but I could start to leverage my time more by just spending more money via direct mail, which I can get into and getting more leads to come to me on autopilot that my assistant can process. And then I can really focus on just that negotiation or raising the money or something like that. So I call it the targeting, calling and texting that always works. That's gotten us the biggest deals. And then direct mail, 
at scale, right? So I'm not mailing like 3,000 names. I'm mailing 15, 20,000 names at a time. And it's pure math. You know, it's most of it is just timing. I wouldn't say it's luck because if you mail a lot of units out, you're going to you're gonna run into someone with a problem, especially if you're mailing the right types of lists, people who've owned properties for a while. And direct mail has been very consistent and it's predictable. And especially over the long run, when you follow up with leads that come in, I mean, it's just it just makes a lot of financial sense. You're going to get a generally positive ROI. And then in 2021, a great strategy that I've been using, and this, I can't believe I haven't done this like since this year, is working with other investors and JVing deals or me buying deals off wholesalers. Like I was so against like that for a while. I was like, I had this weird mindset. And now I'm like, we're getting like, not half of our deals, but probably a third of our deals from other investors. They're bringing me deals. They, they, I can sell them for more money on my buyers list because I have a huge buyers list and they're very like active. We have agents on there or I'm just buying off them, right? I'll just buy the deal off them and I'll pay them a, whatever they want, whatever makes sense. So those are the three ways that I'm finding a lot of deals. In addition, like our podcast we did together in following up with the leads already in my database, which is already based, it's like free marketing because you already paid for it. Absolutely. That's how you're going to get a better return, right? Mm. So when we talk about, you know, totally. direct mail, there is sequences. There is a there is an art to it, right? Mm-hmm. You're exactly right that you can you know you can automate it a lot, a lot easier, and, and but you're hitting these lists multiple times, and you're mm-hmm. watching the cost per lead. You're watching, okay, it oh, might yeah. take four and a half thousand, five thousand to get one deal, but how yes. many can you do over that follow up, right? Because remember, exactly. profit is in the follow up. Big um, profit, huge profits, dude. In the really? five, they're the easiest deals because they know, like, and trust you because you've been in touch with them for so long. You know, so you have that. You're kind of like selling them before you sell them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And obviously, my one of my favorites is obviously JV, as you know. Like, oh, I love, I love a lot of JV. Oh, amazing, dude! Amazing. Yeah. And my and favorite. this is, I think, again, we go back to mindset and mentality. So here's me. This is what this has really happened, and we didn't do a deal from it. But right, I get a message. Hey, I got a deal in New York. Can you help me with it? Randomly, and I was like, Bronx. I remember that that lady in the Bronx. Time. I'm yeah. like, sure. I might be able to help with that. Can you send me the details? Okay, Greg, I need to talk to you for five minutes. I call you. Hey, I got this lead that just came. Do you want JV on it? I'll send yeah. it. What do you think we can do? And then you just went, looked at the lead. We started that. And it's actually still in follow-up, right? It is. But it's again, awesome. I don't need to come into New York and start looking for buyers and doing this. Back and mate, yes, please. Greg, will you help me? I bought yeah. a lead. You're locking up. Well, JV, everyone's happy, right? It's a free 100%. lead to you where they want to sell. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, they called, the seller actually called me, reached out and said, hey, yeah. it's actually her uncle, I believe, right? Or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what it was. Other guys living in the house. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. So, but it's genius, isn't it? Because the way to you've go. got to leverage people that can do a better job than you in their markets, right? If it's in Birmingham, Alabama, come to me all day. We'll move them all day, right? Because we're set up there. We'll buy them. We'll we'll help you co-wholesale. We'll do whatever. But again, New York, I know it's a turn. I know it's a nightmare, right? Because we've had conversations, which thinks to me like I'm not ever going there. And for that reason, I love New York for not from the investment side. So of course, I leverage people. My yeah. networks. It's who you know. Who not how, brother? Who not how? Absolutely. You know and if I'm listening now, and I'm in New York, right? And the state of New York, I'm already going, okay, how am I going to get Greg's information? As soon as I get a day, well, guess who I'm calling? That's what I'd be thinking. You know, we're, we're going to have the opportunity to make sure we, we get that out. So I'll tell you one thing before, you know, I, just to drive that point home, dude. I, the way that I got involved in the Texas market was I was, I'm in a mastermind that's based in Dallas. Met a cool dude at the mastermind. 
like just seemed like a really cool dude, like not one of these guys pounding on his chest. Name's Jason McDougal, great guy. And I called him when I got this deal, this these leads in Dallas, and I said, dude, like I got this deal. You want to go lock it up and we'll split it? He goes, hell yeah, man. And we went down there, and then like 45 deals later, we made hundreds of thousands of dollars, like personally each net from one conversation by doing who not how and not trying to be like, oh, well, let me do this all on my own and virtually. And I don't know the streets here. It's like, dude, I'll just call up Jason. I'll split the profits, and you know, 50% of something's better than 100% of nothing. You know. Hundred percent, and it, it blows my mind. Like we're, we're changing our coaching program right now, where it, it's all about you know collaboration and and 100%. getting deals done between us, right? If I have yeah. experienced clients and I have a newbie client and they come in, how do we help? How do we do it? Is there someone else doing deals? JV, work on one to two things. Get a JV. Let's get the momentum while you're learning of making money. Totally, dude. Totally. To do that. So that's really, really totally, good. Yeah. So how do we, we, we talked about marketing, right? You've done the cold call and the texting, right? It's more time sensitive. It brings in leads that are not as good as direct mail, but it is at a lower cost, you know? So then we talked about, okay, well, you're taking the calls, right? So you're still in the sales cycle where you're saying, okay, well, I'm doing it. I can take these calls. So I want a better quality of leads. So I'm willing to pay more yeah. money. So you get this direct mail coming in. You've got your follow-up sequence. You've obviously, you're taking the calls yourself and kind of locking deals up. But how are you doing the big deals, like the bigger deals? How are they coming about? Why are you not doing $10,000 assignment yeah. fee? How are you doing average of thirty to 40000 yeah. So there's a few things. The first thing that I tell a lot of new investors is that even if you can't close, like even if you personally can't close, if you have a good enough deal, you can close, right? So the mentality of, hey, I don't just need to wholesale this house. I can buy it if I need to. And that allows you, number one, and I know it's kind of like a cheesy mindset thing, but it allows you to posture up in a negotiation with the seller and with the buyer. So at the end of the day, we will wholesale properties for a price if it makes sense for us. But if we can't get that number, I'm just going to buy it anyway. And it postures me and it allows me to sell my wholesale deals in a at a higher price because I'm not act, I'm not coming from a, a sense that I need them to really do business with me. I'd want them to do business with me if it makes sense for them and for me, but I don't need to rely on one or two buyers to sell deals to. And also in my market, the prices are a little bit more expensive. I'm from about 30 minutes, eh, about 45 minutes outside of New York City. So the real estate values are just driving right up right now because of the, uh, the mass excess from Manhattan. I'm starting to get back to normal now, but the values are a little bit higher up there. And another thing that allows me to get bigger deals is that I focus a lot on not trying to wholesale it at a premium, but I'm still trying to buy it at a deep discount by working with the right types of sellers and people I can truly serve. And by spending the time either building that relationship or selling them the way they want to be sold, which we can get into. And that's allowing me to get a deeper discount and build a better bond with that seller initially that allows me to get it cheaper to then obviously sell it for more money and create that sort of spread. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. So, uh, and with that sales cycle, you're more committed, right? To you're not thinking, oh, I've got to find a buyer. Like, yeah, no, time. No. like because yeah, you're no. gonna close, like you just said. So when you yeah. come in, like, hey, uh, uh, instead of uh, you're actually gonna close this thing. So yeah, your conversation is that you are the buyer, regardless if you're gonna assign, regardless yeah. if you're gonna double close. With the law of, I mean, New York's crazy. Like you do your inspection after you contract it. Oh, there's some you crazy. Do it before you go on a contract, it's ridiculous. that's it. Before you cut, you have yes. to do the inspection before you get control of it. And once you're in control, you don't do an inspection. You've already done it, right? You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't get out of contract in New York. It's possible. Yeah. So you're like, well, I'm gonna buy it. 
regardless yeah. okay yeah. which is powerful but you obviously know what you're doing you know your numbers to be able to do that and it's easier yeah. sell when you're like well i am the buyer and again your yeah. exit may not be the buyer but it is going to be the buyer if that's what you've said you're going to do and you're going to follow through on and, and and the reality is because you've been doing this you know really probably 90 percent what's going to happen if you're going to wholesale it you know if it's a tight deal you know if you're going to flip it you know if it's going to be monster spreads and you're going to to some degree know that right oh yeah i mean i know in our area like before i even get the offer accepted i know i can sell it for 30 or 40 grand like if i'm going to wholesale it sometimes I'll, i can wholesale it for 30 or 40 grand but if i take the deal down i can make 90 or 100 like i have a deal where i could have wholesale it for 50 all day long it was kind of a weird spot where the seller it was like a referral ish kind of lead i call it a warm cold call it was like hey dude my neighbor inherited this property you want to see if you can buy it so i called it and i kind of had that relationship and i didn't really want to wholesale it because if something fell out with a buyer i would have to scramble at the last minute to get the money so i just ended up closing on it and making like 93k net on it so like the key there is is either you having the ability to close which you can get people would be surprised if they have a good deal how quickly they can raise that capital i mean it's it's really I, I was blown away when I first started raising private money, like how 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 easy it was if you had a good deal because you're sold on the deal yourself. You're not trying to sell them because you're already sold. Um, and then also, if you if you don't have money yourself, if you align with another investor, especially in a tough market like New York, who's there to help you, they'll buy it with you and split the profits. They'll buy it from you. But you got to align. It doesn't really matter what market. You got to align with someone who really knows what they're doing um, and provide value by bringing leads. You know, there's a guy, Taylor Berg. Shout out to Taylor Berg. He may be listening to this. Great guy. He's we're doing like five deals together right now. You know, and he's bringing a lot of value with leads and bringing him value with experience and capital. And it's a win-win, you know, we're, we're all working together and ultimately growing, you know. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're in New York. You're in San Diego, yeah. moving to New York. You're in probably the best two spots where all the money is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so As well, through networking. So yeah. and money's key. Money's power. If you have money, yeah. you can do more things. Like, you know, the flips that, that, that we're doing. And we have rules. If we can't make 40000 at minimum on a flip, we're not yeah. doing it. We're 100%. aiming for 50, 60 minimum with then if something goes wrong, we still make 40 or 30 and it's a bad deal, right? Yeah. A lot of people that we come against is they're flipping for 25 grand and it scares, scares me to death oh because there's no room, right? And the difference is it's the art of finding the deal. So if you're a marketer, we're sales and marketing, right? That's where it begins. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And, and, and when you're new, is that if you can be learn how to market, do sales and marketing, you'll always have a place in this business. You'll always make money. And the better you get, you then just make more money from changing your exit strategy, right? Totally. Dude, that was um, a golden bomb there, dude. I hope everyone rewinds that because that was just gold. Seriously. Oh, such good information. It's good for me to even hear it. You know, it's good to, yeah. You know. Well, we all say that. That's a beautiful mastermind, right? You don't yeah. go in there and go, oh, I've learned this whole new thing. It's like something you knew or the way it was positioned. Or yeah. a little like, oh, yeah, oh, well, of course you do that. And, and it's enough just to, you know, that's why I love it. Even, even our conversations, like you'll say something, like you get me excited about direct mail. And, and I'm like, I'm not big on direct mail, but even I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like maybe I should do direct mail, yeah. especially on the flipping now. Oh, because yeah. we're not going from a $10,000 deal where direct mail just gets eaten alive. If we're making 60, I'll direct mail all day long on them. Numbers. I'll spend 10 to make 60. You know, it's six to one return. Yeah. You can so, get it for cheaper if you talk to me. No, absolutely. I will. Don't you worry. Um, so, so bigger deals. That's how we're doing it. You're finding them. You're obviously in the sales for the process. You're taking them down, which yeah. helps because now you can MLS them. You can wholesale them. You can flip oh, yeah. them. So, so you're getting bigger spreads like that. You're less concentrated on the 
are like, you know, it's sigmoid within our industry, isn't it? Like, oh, Greg only does 12 deals a year, right? Or 20 deals a year, or 15, whatever, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, he only does that. But you're doing more volume than someone doing six, 70 deals yeah. a year. You see what I mean? And again, it's that mindset of looking at things different. That's the real estate issue. It's people think the only metrics of success is volume. And I can tell you right now, I think I'm not saying this to like pound my chest, but I think in like January or something, we did like 200K in revenue or something. And that was from like, you know, three or four closings. And I'm like, that was awesome. That was literally one month of, of deals. I mean, a lot of those deals were from the prior time. Well, I mean, like instead of having to have 12 closings and 12 transaction coordinations and 12 fires to put out, it's like we had like four or five deals close and we made, you know, that much money, net profit. So I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care what everyone else is doing on a volume basis. And and it's great if they're doing that and making money. But at the end of the day, you got to stay true to your goals and your reasons and, and then try to like keep your blinders on. Because I've noticed the second I take my blinders off and I see what other people are doing and, oh, this guy's doing that, it just gets me in this funk. And then I feel like I'm doing poorly, but I might not really be, really be doing poorly. You know, it's kind of like this weird psychology thing. A hundred percent. And again, I keep referring back to in the same mastermind. It's amazing the things we see and uncover about people. Oh, it's insane. Right? Yeah. I, I get more things that I don't want to do. Scares oh, okay. to death. Like we have yeah. people in our mastermind doing their overheads three hundred thousand a month. Like I just want to keep the lights on. Exactly. And I'm like, I can't, I can't operate like yeah. that. I, I, it's amazing you're doing 800 transactions. It's amazing that you make this 10% profit margin, right? When it all goes well, but the pandemic hits and you're begging the government to stay open. Like that stresses me out. As much as I'm yeah. impressed by it, it just yeah. doesn't align with the vision. But if yeah. you don't look and analyze that in the right way, you're thinking, this guy's like, I'm nothing compared. But I'm like, hold on. I make as much money as you do as the owner of x right uh, way less hassle and overhead yeah. and all these stresses and all these people like it's just a, it, it's good the, the the vibes that you get you know you can see opportunities that you want to follow and all the things that again that you don't want so 100 percent. and I, I like the lean model too because i've noticed as well as obviously as corona came in and went or whatever like like when i needed to change my business like it wasn't a big deal i was like oh let's just turn this marketing off and like do this marketing but if you have like you know a team of 1000 you know you can't just be like oh you know what we're gonna like not pay the hard money lenders this month and we're not gonna like advertise because then like the bankruptcy court is three blocks down the street you know and like it's not like it's no joke because it's like turning around a cruise ship versus like you and i are on like those speed boats you know if you ever seen ed Milet's videos it's on that big boat in idaho we're on those things i, I want to be on that not the cruise Ship, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's a, it's it's great, and and it, you know, obviously, you've done virtual as well, so you know, yeah. like everyone that goes on appointments was were panicking, right? Because now you can't oh. go into a house. That yeah. didn't bother us because we don't go into the house anyway. So yeah. all these things, and, and it was a lot, right? We can't yeah. obviously. The thing that happened is terrible, and and it's so sad to see all these businesses like going down and, and our industry of real estate has just excelled like oh, we could dude. it's gone through the roof hasn't it incredible it's insane. Dude. financially it's insane. It's insane. yeah i mean yeah that's another thing with with vir like virtually you made a good point like you can do i remember like i did my first virtual deal like the true like net virtual deal like where it wasn't even in my market because i've done virtual deals in my own market but like i remember i got a wire from the title company in dallas and i never saw the house and i was just like huh I just got 15,000 in my bank, never saw the house, never met the seller. I said, this is game over. Like it was like a, it was like almost like just as good as my first ever real estate deal, you know, just because it was like, oh, 
I just made money via the internet without having to like do anything, you know, besides like solve a problem and buy a house. But you know, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, you're right. And, and when I when I started training, all I knew was virtual. I didn't yeah. know about going to the house. I I was scared to death. A guy from <laughs> England who, who's zero handy. I can literally maybe change a light bulb if I'm lucky. Right, yeah. I can't fix anything. Of like walking into a house and like saying, oh yeah, it needs this and it needs that. Like I don't know what all these costs are. So I didn't even want to go. I was like i'm better on the phone because i can kind of bs my way through yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but you so get in front and it's like oh yeah what do you think this roof's gonna be i don't know 10 grand it's like i don't you know, know yeah right <laughs> where like, on the yeah. phone i'd be like well we need to get someone out to see it you know we'll, we'll come back we had to get the you know the repair on that when i started because i was just like just getting building rapport having conversations right so yeah so that's really good with these high-end places right yeah. um as well Obviously, you've done sales training. You've worked with John Martinez. You know, I know obviously you're great on the phone. You're a great interactor as, as we've been doing here. Do you have a different approach to kind of your low end area, like in Dallas, for instance, when you're on the phone there, or or some of the low end markets that you've done deals in versus yeah. like the high price home, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, what does that look like? Is your com are you going in with the same approach? No. Do you approach it differently? How does that look? Yeah, it's definitely very different. So I'll give you an example. I did a handful of deals, big deals in San Diego, and the sellers were not distressed one bit. They were they were like wealthy people. They had money. They weren't homeless. They were not on any like distress list. And the conversation I had with that person or those people was more about convenience and ease. And they know they knew that they were going to be selling at a little bit of a discount for the convenience and the ease. So that was really the gear of the conversation. It was working with someone who they can trust and selling at a discount, trading some equity for convenience and hassle free. You know, like that's kind of the, that was the spiel on those calls. And even in New York, you do some deals where these properties are expensive and the sellers, they know, like they know that they're going to sell at a discount and they understand that it's not going to be as much as they could get if they listed it. Um, but because there's so much, you know, because there's such a big dollar sign attached to that specific asset, like I'm buying an apartment building right now and like it's expensive. So like the guy's selling at a discount, but it's still a lot of money. Like, you know, just from zero to whatever I'm buying it for, it's still a lot of money. So it's it's more of about speed, uh, not speed. It's about convenience. And a lot of the times it's the property. It just is outdated. It's not a total fallover, but it's outdated and they just don't want to mess with it. Right. But on the other side, when you're dealing with lower end stuff like Texas and some areas in like upstate New York get a little like low end, it's more about the distress. And it's like, oh, I'm in tax foreclosure. I can't pay my bills. Oh, I've lived here for 50 years and I've never moved and I don't know what to do. So, and that conversation is really more about, yeah, like how, how's this problem impacting you? What do you really want to have happen with this house? You know, what's going to happen if you can't pay your mortgage and your tenants stay here for another nine months? Like questions like that get the seller a little bit more like kind of like, you know, kind of on their toes versus the really high end stuff. It's more of the sellers aware that they're going to be selling at a discount and they just don't want to mess with it. Does that make sense? No, that's Dude, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's huge. And 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 I think as well, it's the condition of the property in the higher end is more, again, outdated. It might even be the size, right? Yes. Like in Alabama, we the two that we just bought, that we wholesaled, they were literally at retail for the condition and size. What a flipper's <laughs> going to come in is they're going to blow the roof off, put 300 grand in and sell it for 1.5 million, right? So they're value adding on these properties in these yeah. high end areas. 
So people need to look at that as well. So it can be, it's our day and it's small. It's on a decent sized lot and there's mansions all around it. Of course, if it was to sell on the market, 400 grand, yeah, great, we'll, we'll pay that. And someone's going to put 300, 400K in and sell it for one point something, then it makes sense. So no, I think that's good. So on the low end, you're going to find more distress and more motivation. Like, like I can't pay. Like, the tenants just keep wrecking the place, all this. And the other is a bit more like it's outdated. It needs some work. It's more, just, I just want to sell it. I don't want to do the work. Yeah, I don't Maybe want to they just don't want to deal with it. I don't need the yeah. hassle. Like, don't, it's not all about the money. It's just like, yes. let's just get it. I'll just take it away. Dude, just good, good point away. to this story here, or a good story to this point. I'm, I'm, I haven't locked it up yet, but we got this deal with like 100K of equity. And I was on the phone with a seller yesterday. Uh, we're trying to like, it was from a JV investor. And we're trying to buy it for 150. And like, he agreed on the price, but I'm trying to actually get the seller to be the private money lender. I'm like, dude, you got, I said, dude, you're, you're wealthy. And I, I guarantee he's not listening to this, so I'm not nervous. I'm like, dude, you're wealthy. You live in Bal Harbor. Like, dude, you're, you're balling. You know, you're part in the Red Sea. I said, you got any money sitting in the bank? And he's like, yeah. And I go, well, what are your thoughts about, you know, loaning us the money to buy this house? I'll pay you, you know, X amount of interest. And he's like, you know, and he's considering now potentially selling us at a convenient price because as a tenant. And then potentially I might be able to get the guy to give us the money to buy the house, which will be crazy. And I'll keep you updated on that. But the point of that story was not that I'm, you know, the deal king. It was that the guy's not distressed. He's selling at a discount for convenience. He doesn't want to jack with it. He does, but he's not distressed. The guy's a multimillionaire, you know? And he's yeah. not stupid. You know, he he sleeps with his eyes open there. He just sleeps with his eyes closed every night. He's not worried about money. Yeah. He wants the convenience. Huge, huge the difference. It, it really yeah. is. Like that is again, people need to be taking note of that because that is 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 key. And, and again, I'm going back to the two deals. The same yeah. thing. He knew the money we could make. Yeah. He yeah. flipped four properties in that. He owned six total in the big the best area in Birmingham, Alabama. And yeah. it's like I ain't gonna make money. I don't care. I just want to be done. I don't want to do any more flips. Totally. Just take them. And it was. And, and it, when you have honest conversations, yeah. they don't come along every day. But that's what you need to run into in these high end markets. So that's that's really. Good. My buddy's about to make three hundred thousand dollars wholesaling some land up in New York from a multimillionaire because he's just like, I want a million for it. If you can wholesale it for anything more, I don't care. He's got a buyer for one point three. It's like, dude, come on. Like, you don't need to be that distressed to make a fortune in this business. You just need to know. You need to know the market. You know. Yep. And the more, and again, the more money they have, they just want it to be convenient and simple. Yes. And that, and that you, and, and a lot with people, it's just another M in their bank account, right? And yes. they're like, yeah, I just want a million. If you make four million, I don't care what you make. Totally. That happens. I don't care. Like whatever, yeah. as long as you just take it away and deal with it and get me my million, we'll do business, no problem. Totally. And, uh, and that happens a lot. So really, really good. Well, perfect. I appreciate you coming on. Anything else before we wrap this up? It's been amazing. We're going to have to probably have to do a part two at some I'd point. I'd love to. There's still a, a lot that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, dude. We'll definitely do a part two. I'd be, I'd be open for that for sure. That'd be fun. I guess I'd leave the audience with, at the end of the day, the better you, the quicker you develop real good skills, the more money you're going to make. Like the reason why Gavin and I have done hundreds and hundreds of deals is because we have developed skills and those skills have continued to serve us over the last five or 10 years or whatever the case might be. So the better you get at selling and negotiating and then lead generation, 
you're going to see your income is going to go up and it's going to stay up because you're not going to do deals by accident, right? Because you have real skills that if someone dropped Gavin or I or whoever off in the middle of a random city in the middle of the country, I guarantee you within, you know, three, four or five months, we'd have a hundred grand in revenue going just because of the skills, not because we're, you know, wonder kids, because we have built skills and the skills allow us to earn money and earn income for our families. So learn the skills, negotiation, lead gen. And if you do that, that skill will serve you forever. It'll be the best investment you can ever make in yourself. Fantastic. Brilliant. I couldn't agree more. Communication, yeah. building relationships, just being yeah. authentic, right? And maybe we should do this like at some point. Maybe we should just have a phone, right? And delete all the contacts out of it and, and go into the city it. and just say, right, we've got to figure it out. Right? Dude, that would be sick, dude. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, just, it's really like the skills. Like it's it, that's where the real value is. It's like, okay, let's go and just, you know what I mean? That is, and that's something that yeah. you can't ever have taken away from you. Like you can have yeah. your money stripped from you. You can have your assets. You can have your house, but you can't ever get your skills extracted from you. Like if I went to go play hockey right now, I could still probably shoot the puck pretty hard because I learned that thing over like, you know, 20 years, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, look, I appreciate you, Greg. If people want to follow you, I know I'm going to put it up here. You've got your uh, your IG, your Instagram, yep. at grego underscore 37. Okay, so follow Greg at grego underscore 37 also if you're not following me i'm new to the instagram game i see you posting more bro i'm yeah i'm trying i'm trying (laughs) at gavin.tims go to at gavin.tims make sure that you follow us and again if you're watching like and subscribe we appreciate you greg thank you so much appreciate you bud and uh, I think loads of value, loads of tips here. If you need any of us guys, put in the comments, drop us, you know, any uh, any comments, we'll answer them uh, happily. And Greg, happy birthday, bud. Thank Enjoy you, the rest Love of your day. Shows, man. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye.